Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Alrighty. Welcome everybody on Zoom and ACB Radio. This is Apple Presentation with Matt Valbrick and take it away, Matt. All right. Well, thank you so much. Welcome everybody. We are glad to have all of you here today. Very excited about this presentation, and uh, we get to talk about FaceTime today. You know, uh, it is uh, certainly our hope uh, that that uh, everybody uh, gets to be with the uh, the family that they choose to over the uh, the Christmas holiday season in person. But we know that maybe some folks are not uh, are not comfortable with that or, or maybe it's got nothing to do with that maybe just some people you live in different parts of the country and what have you and if you can't get together with certain people in person or maybe even when you can for those in between times there's no better way to uh, be together remotely than with apple facetime and so what we want to do today is we want to highlight some of the facetime features uh, that have been around for a while that you might be familiar with, and also talk about some of the uh, some of the new FaceTime features, including the brand new SharePlay feature that was actually introduced in iOS and iPadOS 15.1 not very long ago. I do see that I'm uh, joined here by uh, trainer Rita. She just actually came in as uh, as I was saying that. Um, not sure if, if trainer Cliff is here or, or able to be here, but Rita is here. How you doing, Rita? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. All right. So we're talking about FaceTime and uh, gonna, as I said, kind of go over some of these features with you uh, because we are getting very, very close to that Christmas holiday. Just a quick couple of uh, reminders and announcements. Uh, we will have a presentation uh, next Friday. Uh, the uh, the 17th, but we will not have one on Christmas Eve on the 24th. There will not be an Apple presentation then, nor will there be one on December the uh, 31st, New Year's Eve. So we'll have one next week, the 17th, and then uh, after that we will resume on January the 7th. Um, we also want to remind you that there's still time for that holiday shopping, although it is getting very tight. So if you're interested in any of our discounts or any products that we recommend, please get in touch with us as quickly as you possibly can. And we'll make sure we give you that info uh, again on how to do that before we close today. All right, guys, let's get started with FaceTime. So to begin, I just want to go over some things that you probably already know about FaceTime. Just uh, just some reminders here. Um, uh, as we know, FaceTime is the video feature um, for video calling, but it also has an audio component. And we'll talk about exactly what that is in a moment. Uh, but FaceTime was first and foremost designed to be a video calling feature. Uh, and it allows for you to use your Wi-Fi connection to make video calls to other Apple users. There is a way to include even the non-Apple users now, but we'll come back to that in a few minutes. Um, 
Now, you notice I said Wi-Fi connection. You can also do it over cellular. So if you're not on Wi-Fi, uh, you're on the road, you want to do a FaceTime call, uh, don't do it if you're the one driving. But uh, otherwise, uh, you can do a FaceTime video call. Uh, and um, you will use your cellular data, okay? Not your cellular calling features, but your data. So just be aware of that if you have a, uh, uh, if you don't have an unlimited calling plan, that it is going to use uh, up your your data. If you ha uh, if you don't have an unlimited data plan, um, many people do now have unlimited data plans, but just something to be aware of. Uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, um, we can now use FaceTime with non-Apple users as well. So if you've got family or friends or otherwise that are, for example, Android users, it is possible to um, include them. Uh, and we'll talk about how to do that very shortly. I mentioned that there is an audio-only version of FaceTime. It's called FaceTime Audio. And I want to start with that. And by the way, now I just also heard that trainer Cliff came in. Cliff, how you doing? Um, so this FaceTime audio, and again, this is stuff that most of you probably already know. We're just starting out with kind of a general review here before we get into the new things. Um, but FaceTime audio is the best way to make phone calls when it's possible to do so. Because the audio quality that you're going to get from a FaceTime audio call is just so much superior to anything else. Now, I have to admit that these major carriers here in the United States, at least, like AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, they've done a lot to really improve their voice quality. And honestly, it's become pretty close now. But you're still not going to beat what you can get with FaceTime audio. And certainly, if the other person is using a landline uh, instead of their um, iPhone for a regular call, you might suggest to them, hey, you got an iPhone, let's do FaceTime audio because it's going to be so much better, so much clearer. Um, and so uh, FaceTime audio does not include the video, of course. It's just audio. And uh, so some people are a little bit confused by that when they first get a FaceTime audio call. They think, oh, is that person you know, going to be able to see me? Well, no, if it says FaceTime audio, it's exactly what it says, right? Um and so uh, the way to make a FaceTime audio call is to uh, one of several. Um, if you have the iPhone, you can still um, go into the phone app and you can also go into the FaceTime app. OK, so it's your choice and you can go into the particular contacts name if you have, you know, the, the person in your contacts and then just keep scrolling down or, or swiping to the right and eventually you're going to get to the audio options and one of them is the FaceTime audio. You'll have FaceTime video uh, as well, but we'll talk about that in a few moments. Uh, you can also instruct Siri uh, to do this. You can say, you know, FaceTime audio and then the, you know, the name of the contact or what have you. And on the iPad, there is no phone app, but there is a FaceTime app. So you can still do it there and certainly with Siri as well. You can even tell your Apple Watch and you can tell your HomePod or HomePod mini. So we can be making phone calls with our HomePods as well. And uh, again, they'll support FaceTime audio in addition to regular calling. So it's a great way to uh, have a really, really high quality um, experience when you're on the phone. But as I mentioned, 
FaceTime was first and foremost designed for video. And even if we can't see the other person uh, we're talking to, they may want to see us. And so video FaceTime is a, a great feature. And there's just so much you can do when you are on a, a FaceTime video call. Uh, first of all, when you're on a FaceTime video or audio call, you can send messages to the person um, you're talking with at the same time. Uh, on FaceTime video calls, you can quickly and easily um, take a, a snapshot, take a picture. Uh, you can quickly and easily flip from the front camera to the back camera in case maybe you want to show somebody your surroundings, what's going on around you, you know, what you're experiencing. And uh, you have lots of other options for filters and effects and Memoji on devices that uh, support that um, with Animoji and Memoji. So you can, for example, make yourself, instead of people actually seeing your face, uh, they're maybe seeing uh, the face of a monkey or they're maybe seeing um, your, your face but through a filter, like a vintage-looking filter or a black and white filter or you know different kinds of things that you can apply and what i would encourage is you know try this out because it's not really very feasible for me to demonstrate this we always like to do demos whenever we can and i suppose in theory i could i could get you know one of my kids or uh, well my wife's at work but my mom or somebody you know i could get to to be on the other line and use my ipad and let you try to hear it but i i think in this situation it's not really necessary what i recommend to you is when you try this um you know get somebody who you do know who you're comfortable with and say hey i want to give you a call and i want to play with my options and just see what i can do with facetime and and with you know using voiceover and then they'll let you do that and you can um you can explore the uh i might have to answer the door here guys i'm expecting a package which is going to require a signature and i just hear my puppy going crazy getting into a frenzied mode that usually indicates someone's at the door so if i pause for a minute you'll know why i'll let you know if that's happening for sure though uh, but i am expecting one anyway uh so do you want me if you um do you want oh, me to ahead, talk about do you want me to talk about uh, what i know of facetime while you get that or, or would um, that help? yeah you definitely feel free to do that they're not here yet i thought that's okay. what it was and it still might be but okay. i haven't heard Just an actual yeah, so we'll, we'll okay. See just here, let me know. Sure, absolutely. Um, thank you. So the uh, the you know if you if you get that person to to work with you on that, you know you place a call or let them call you, and then just use voiceover to explore the screen and figure out all the different options that you have. And what I would suggest to you is, if you are swiping and you don't hear much, uh, try to double tap because what happens in these situations where you have video calls it's just like watching a movie or a tv show the the controls may get hidden on purpose um so that you have this full screen view uh which is great for people who can see it uh, so then all you need to do is double tap on the screen to show the controls and voiceover will tell you that as well uh, especially if you have your hints enabled but um you can explore all of those different options then okay. uh, that I mentioned to you and more. And that is FaceTime at its most basic. But then there have been some things that have been added to FaceTime along the way that have enhanced it even further. And that's really what we want to focus on today. Now, the first one does go back a few years already. So again, probably most of you are already familiar with it, but I don't want to leave it out because it's too important. And that is group FaceTime. 
So it, it was introduced in iOS 12, and uh, it allows you to make FaceTime calls with multiple people. Now, I keep seeing mixed mixed reports, 32 people, 64 people. I'm not sure. I've never tried that many in a FaceTime call, but it's a lot of people. I can tell you that it's at least 32 and it might be 64 now. I thought that I had read that Apple had increased it. Uh, to it 64. is 64. I it mean, is. I've never done that many, but I, I read a little more than you do. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought thing, that that's what they, they had done and was I, increased. And the, and the other thing I want to point out too is that you used to have to hang up to change to a video call. Now you can turn your um, camera on and off within a call, whether it's starts as video or audio now so I, yeah. I know some people may not know that but you can do that now whether you start or you know with an audio or video call you can change the you know camera on or off and like you said back or front that is a that is a good point cliff the um the option is there even if you make a facetime audio call the option is there to turn your video on now what it will do when you make a facetime audio call you'll have if you're using an iphone you'll have the choice of using what I like to call the earpiece as well as the speaker, just like a regular phone call. When you switch to video by turning the camera on, it forces the audio to be speaker at that point. So just be aware of that change. You know, if you're, like you're using me. a Bluetooth headset, though. So, I mean. Unless you're using AirPods or some other headphones, then it's not going to affect it. That's right. That's right. Um, and, and, one thing I will point out, since we're talking about the controls, uh, before we get into group FaceTime, um, where are the controls when you are on these FaceTime, even FaceTime audio calls? Because that's been changed in iOS 15. It used to be that it would, even in a FaceTime audio call, you would have like a full screen experience. But in FaceTime audio calls now, it's not that way. If you open... Um, or I should say, if you place a FaceTime audio call or, or you answer one, what you're going to have is the controls at the top of the screen, just below the status bar. But the rest of your screen is going to continue to display the home screen or whatever app you are using at the time. So don't be thrown by that. Don't be confused by it. The controls are there, but they're near the top of the screen. If you, um, if you lose them because you open an app or something and you can't seem to find the controls, you can double tap. Um, you can tap in the status bar, double tap on the time, and it'll bring you to the small controls again. And if you swipe on the status bar to where it says, uh, it'll either say call in progress or microphone in use. There'll be something there. You can actually get a larger um, display now, with all the I think controls. it depends on what selection you have checked in settings. Because if you have banner, it may not take up the whole screen, but I wanted to point out that if you do use a Bluetooth keyboard and you're a primary Bluetooth keyboard user like I used to be, I mean, I use it a little bit now. I use it more on my iPad and my iPad on my phone. But anyway, when you're using a Bluetooth keyboard and you're in a phone call, say you leave the FaceTime app or phone app, wherever you were, and you try to navigate your phone, sometimes when you go into an app specifically mail, and Safari. If you go into those apps and you are looking for the controls, you will you will have to touch the screen in order to bring those controls back up. The keyboard won't automatically focus on me. 
the only options you'll have is the FaceTime uh, controls and then share content. But if you're actually looking for the web page, like Safari or the mail email that you're opening, you'll have to touch the screen in order to bring that email into focus because FaceTime, if you have full screen check, will take up your whole screen until you touch the screen. So there's no way for the key, there's no keyboard command to, to switch that. Okay, that that's good to know. Okay, awesome. So that is the um, that is sort of an overview of where to find those controls. And now I would like to uh, just get back to group FaceTime for a minute. Um, group FaceTime is so simple you know just like a lot of things just like pretty much everything with apple a lot of times we tend to overthink things apple makes them really simple and yet manages to make them really really powerful and functional and very useful and that is exactly the case with group facetime and what do i mean by that well okay you want to have a group facetime with five other people which one of you has to start the facetime doesn't matter which one of you is hosting? Doesn't matter. There is no such thing. Uh, which one of you is... Uh, now, that's a little bit different when we talk about FaceTime links, but I'm not getting to that yet. Uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But for this part, it, does, it makes no difference. Anybody can start. Anybody that you invite uh, with a link, we'll come back to how that works. But in this scenario, uh, it, it makes no difference. And also, you can leave and come back as often as you want. So how does it work? How do you do it? Well, the, the way you do it, there's one of two ways that are typically recommended, and I have a personal favorite, uh, but they both work. All right, so one way is directly from the FaceTime app. You can open the FaceTime app. You can hit add, and uh, it, it's, or I think it's been changed now to say create new. Let, let me see what it's called. Hold on, guys, because it... I don't normally do it this way. That's why I, let me see. It's called, it's called new FaceTime. They, they cleared up the verbiage on that on iOS 15. That's what I thought. So it's new FaceTime and it's going to bring up your list of contacts and you can basically keep adding people. But the other way, which is my personal favorite way, is to actually do it from a group conversation in messages. So if you've started a group in messages and it's all iMessage people, all Apple users, um, what you're going to be able to do is start a FaceTime call directly from that group. And I like that for a lot of reasons. Uh, for one thing, it just seems to keep things uh, more, I don't know, it, it both, may, both methods work, but it just seems to keep things on, on track really nicely. And it also kind of allows us that place to start by saying, Hey guys, in a you know in a text, I'm about to Hello. start the FaceTime or something, you know, so you can have that uh, sort of precursor to it. And all you're going to do is go within the you open up the conversation in messages, the the group conversation. Hopefully, you've named it right because if it's all Apple users, you can also give your conversations a name when they're group conversations. So you go up to the top left of your screen, you find the back button, and you just swipe right. And when I do that. For example, I will go in. Here's our main instructor chat. I got a family chat, a kids chat. Here's our main instructor chat. And at the top, I have the back button. If I swipe to the right, it tells me who's in the group. 
or it reads me at least a couple of the names and it says that there's four more then. And then I swipe to the right again and I have the FaceTime button. And all I've got to do is double tap that button and I'm going to have the options for uh, FaceTime and, and FaceTime audio. And it's a group call. And that's how easy it is to initiate. Now, what happens once I do that? Well, what happens is that everybody in the group is notified with a, a soft little ringing, but it's not really a ring. It's not your ringtone. It's a, it's a special sound designated for group FaceTime, and it just displays as a, a banner notification. And if you double tap it, uh, you can get into the FaceTime call. But if you miss it, you can get it from your notification center or... You can open your own FaceTime app, and in there you'll see that there's an active call that someone else started that you're technically a part of. So you have a few different ways to find the call. And as the person who starts it, I can also, if nobody's coming in and I think, oh, they just must not be aware that I did it, I can I can double tap to show the controls like I described. I can expand the the card because it's like one of those for those of you who were participating when we taught voice memos and Apple Maps, we'll teach them again at some point. But the last time we did, we taught you about screen overlays. They're these like little cards that take up only part of the screen so that you still have other functionality on the rest of the screen. And in FaceTime, that's the same thing. You can have the card, which has the controls but the rest of the screen is the video of whoever is speaking and, and, you know, the whole group so people can see that. So you can expand the card. Again, just swipe left and right with voiceover. Double tap to expand when you're given the option to. And, and you'll be able to find each person's name. And if they're not connected to the call, there's a little ring button beside it. You can actually send them a ring alert to say, you know, hey, we're making this call. Basically, join us, you know. Now, anybody can do that. Again, there's not one host. Anybody who's in the group FaceTime who's connected to the call has the ability to do that. Um, in order to get connected, I, I told you there were a couple of different ways to do it. I, I shared with you, you can double tap on the banner. You can go up to Notification Center and, and find it there and open it. And you can also go into your own FaceTime app and get connected. But there's going to be one more step, typically, um, and that is that once you've sort of gone into the FaceTime interface, it's now showing you that you're in a group FaceTime call, but you're not hearing anybody yet. You have to swipe to the right to find the join button, and that's going to then officially connect you. So it's a two-step process that however you get to the first step, uh, those different methods that I shared with you, but then once you're in there, you're seeing everything, but you're not really connected yet. You have to swipe to the right to find the join button, and now you're live with everybody and you can, uh, you can, you know, be part of the conversation. And uh, as I said, if you need to leave, just leave. There's a leave button. And then if you want to come back, go into your FaceTime app. As long as there's somebody still connected, it's going to still be showing up as an active call. Just double tap it to rejoin it. So you have a lot of flexibility here. It's not, uh, not quite as, um, as, you know, as rigorous as something like Zoom where there's, you know, uh, this host and that, you know, it's not, it's not like that. This is meant for personal use. It's not really a, I mean, businesses can use it certainly, uh, but it's not a, 
it's not designed as a business feature. It's designed for families and friends and, you know, maybe a small group of coworkers or something. Um, and so you don't have all of those, you know, restrictions and who's hosting and who's a co-host and what privileges do I have and all that. You don't have to worry about any of that uh, because it's not really designed for that kind of use case. So you just go in and you're part of it and you have the same level of control that everybody else has. You need to leave, you just leave and you need to come back. You just come back. Um, so group FaceTime, really, really awesome. Now, um, the last part of this then is the new features that have been introduced this year. And there are several, and we'll talk about them. And the first one I want to talk about is the, the FaceTime link. Okay. So there is a way, even though this is not really intended for, you know, large corporate meetings or anything like that, there is a way to sort of make it a little more formal if you need to for one reason or another and that is to create a facetime link okay now even that's a little bit less restricted and, and a little easier than with something like zoom or webex or something because when you create a facetime link it can be reused as many times as you want you don't have to associate it with a particular date or a particular you know anything uh you can you can reuse that link as long as you want. It stays available until you delete it. Okay. Uh, now you can create more than one, you know, there's no limit, but you can reuse the same one if you want. So um, what you do in the FaceTime app, instead of hitting new FaceTime, you double tap on create link. And again, it's not like zoom where you got to fill out all this information. You hit create link. It's instantly created. If you want to put a name with it so that it, you know, does look a little bit more, you know, this is our family reunion planning meeting or this is, you know, trivia night or whatever, you can do that. Okay. So when, when it creates the link, which as I said, is instant after you double tap on create link, the link is now ready. But if you want to name it, your, your voiceover cursor is already going to be on the name of it, but it just says new FaceTime link or something like that. And you'll hear it say actions available, you know, to swipe up or down to choose it. It's, a, it's rotor actions, right? And if you swipe up, there's going to be, or down, there's going to be the option to add a name to that link. And that is useful if you want to, you know, be more organized, be a little bit, you know, more formal about it. You can go ahead and uh, put a name on your uh, FaceTime link. And then whether or not you put a name on it, the only other thing to do is to share the link, okay? And you have your share sheet with all the choices of how you're going to share it, or you can copy the link and put it somewhere else, you know, no problem there. And uh, basically what happens when you have a link is that this is also going to enable you to invite even the non-Apple user. So if we have a, you know an android device or a windows pc as long as the device is capable of running you know the latest hardware so that it can properly decode and encode video and audio then there's no reason it shouldn't be able to join and you know so recommended is um using google chrome or microsoft edge or you know something like that one of the modern web browsers make sure it's up to date and you can just join the other person can with the link can, or people with the link because it can be a group. Um, they can just join right from their web browser. They don't need, they don't even need an Apple ID, by the way. Um, there's no, you know, no sign in required, nothing like that. Okay. If they have the link, they can join. So, you, you know, you might say, because a lot of us 
when we hear about links like that for meetings, we still think Zoom. And our question becomes, well, what if I want to have this scheduled for a certain date? Well, the answer to that is just use the combination of creating the link and use your Apple Calendar app, right? You can open up Calendar, you can add an event, you put the name of the event, and then where it says location, it actually says location or video call now. So you can choose FaceTime. And then in the URL field, just copy and paste paste the link to that URL field in your event details screen. And that has created the event. And then you can add invitees right through the calendar. Um, and you can put it on you know, shared calendars and, and subscribe only calendars and all sorts of wherever you want. Uh, you know, any calendar you have or have right privileges and access to, you can uh, you can put that FaceTime invite there and include the link. So you can kind of make your own uh, sort of uh, meeting with invitations, you know, situation by using the combination of the FaceTime app and the calendar app. And again, when the other people receive it, they do have the ability to join um, right from their web browser if they're not Apple users. Now, in this situation where you have created a FaceTime link, this is the only situation in which there is sort of a host to the FaceTime call. And it is the person who created the link. And I don't know about how other Apple users fit into this if they join. I think it's still only the person who created it who who sort of has to admit other people because I think that is, you know, I can't speak for Apple, but I think it's a security measure to make sure that, you know, uh, a person with malicious intentions doesn't get a hold of the link accidentally. So if they do, it doesn't matter because the security measure is you have to admit people. In this instance, only when there is a link, it's like using a, a lobby of sorts, you know, they, that when they join, you're going to get a notification that they join and you have to admit them. And I had to use the rotor to do that the last time I tried it. Like it wasn't immediately apparent that there was a button every time, but if you use the rotor, you could find out and, and you could admit the person who was trying to join with the link. I don't normally do them that way because normally the people I group FaceTime with are also Apple users, right? But we did do it one time with our TTJ team just to sort of test it and play with it. And it worked flawlessly. We got everybody in. You know, it was fine. Um, and so, uh, again, the other important thing to remember is that you can reuse this link as many times as you want. Um, now, we're going to get to share play. There's a couple other features I just want to remind you about. We discussed these back in September, I think, when iOS 15, September, October, when iOS 15 was just first released to the public. But I just want to remind you about a couple of these. And the first one is mic modes. Um, so in iOS 15, uh, there has been a feature added for video calls for FaceTime. But it also works on FaceTime audio, and it also works on other video calling services, right? So it works on Zoom, it works on uh, WebEx, and I'm told it works on things like you know WhatsApp and and some of those as well. And it is the mic modes feature. Now the mic modes option is not found within the FaceTime call controls. Instead, it's found in the control center, and there are some other camera options that are found in there as well. And so what the mic modes strive to do is to give everybody the best audio experience for their current situation, whatever it may be. So if you go up to the control center and you choose the mic modes option, you're going to see three different modes. You're going to see the, the standard 
you're going to see the um, voice isolation mode, and you're going to see the transparent, uh, no, the uh, the wide spectrum audio. I'm confusing it with AirPods. <laughs> uh, you're going to see the wide spectrum and the voice isolation and the standard. So standard's just going to sound pretty much like it's always sounded, okay? Although in iOS 15, FaceTime has gained spatial audio. And that's really cool because you can actually tell, especially if you're wearing AirPods Pro or, you know, any of those AirPods that have the spatial audio support. But even if you're not, you're just using the speakers on the device, you can kind of tell where the person is coming from. So somebody will sound like they're coming from the left, Somebody will sound like they're coming from the right. And if they move, it, it's going to move with them. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and that is um, that is one of the features uh, that has been added is this spatial audio. So you're going to get that even in the standard um, uh, audio mode, mic mode. But you're also going to be able to switch to these other two. So voice isolation, what it does is it takes out virtually all background noise and really all sound that's not directly uh, aimed for the microphone that you're using. And I don't think I have it enabled right now because I'll explain why in a minute, uh, but I really love it. it. It is actually a great, great feature and um, it you would be amazed how well it works. If you've not tried it, have the other person you're FaceTiming with at some point, you know, turn it on and that way you'll be able to hear it because you won't know if you turn it on, the other person's going to notice the difference, not you, but have the other person turn it on and you will be amazed. I mean, it sounds, I, I did it first, I think with my mom and dad and I had them turn on voice isolation and it went from, you know, a normal sound that was really, really good and really clear, uh, but it took out all the background like they had, it was, you know, closer to, it was still a hotter time of year than it is right now back in even September and it, they had the air conditioning on and I could hear that I mean it didn't bother me it was just quiet ambient noise but when they turned on voice isolation that all disappeared and it I mean it honestly sounded to me like they were sitting in a recording studio in a soundproof booth recording this conversation and it was so much so that my mom they had the phone on speaker but my dad wasn't as close to my mom as we all thought you know he was sitting there I couldn't even hear him because he wasn't close enough to the microphone. So it's amazing how well the voice isolation works. Now, why don't I use it right now? Why am I not using it in Zoom? And it's not a, a dislike about it or any problem with it. It's that in Zoom, I have a feature called original sound enabled. And what that allows me to do, I'm not doing it right now. I don't have it turned on for this meeting, uh, but it is uh, a feature that allows me to, if I would so desire, actually have voiceover speech be heard by the other Zoom participants. And sometimes I demo things and I want other people to hear voiceover on my phone. And so I, I turn on original sound. Or sometimes I put little sound effects in the calls while we're on, you know, applause or laughter or just something fun to, to spice things up a little bit. And that requires original sound. You cannot have original sound and voice isolation on at the same time because they conflict with each other. They're kind of doing the opposite things from each other. So in Zoom, I, I leave the, the voice isolation off. I used to have it on when we first started until I realized that that was going to be a, you know, an issue. So I, uh, I leave it off for that particular scenario, um, just in case I want to be able to enable original sound. Um, 
The other mode is the wide spectrum mode, and it has the exact opposite effect of the voice isolation. It is deliberately designed to really bring out all the sound around you. So if you want to do, you know, uh, virtual piano lessons or you want somebody else to hear something you're listening to or the background sounds or something, you can switch to transparency mode or uh, I keep saying transparency. I apologize. Wide spectrum. I'm thinking of the AirPods, which have noise canceling and, and transparency kind of functions the same way for what you're hearing, but uh, different names entirely. So uh, that is uh, a great feature are these new mic modes. And again, you access that from control center while you're on a FaceTime call. You open the control center. We know how to do that, right? We're going to swipe from one corner of the screen on the top. We swipe down uh, to the first little, well, it's really the second because you, you, you place your finger at the top corner and you'll hear a little voiceover blip sound, as I like to call it, just a little boop. And then you swipe down to the second little blip sound and it's uh, a slightly higher pitch. And that is the control center. Now, the old legacy gesture of tapping the status bar and then swiping up with three fingers, that still works. And it's actually still in your voiceover hints if you have them on. Um, but we are, the documentation that we get as Apple teachers really uh, teaches it the other way. And I prefer the other way because I think it's a simpler uh, gesture. So that's the way we teach it. But either way, you get into control center, but make sure you're already connected to the FaceTime call. When you're on a FaceTime call and you open control center, you're going to have these additional options to the left of the um airplane mode normally airplane mode is the first one but if you swipe left now you're going to have extra options related to your call one of them being the mic modes another one that you're going to have on some devices and this is primarily on ipads uh is the center stage feature now this was introduced on the m1 ipad pro back in uh the spring of this year and then it was also brought to the ninth generation 10.2 inch ipad and uh, i believe also the ipad mini maybe i can't remember if i'm right about that but definitely the ninth generation ipad um the, my two favorite ipads are the ipad pro and the 10.2 inch uh ipad I, they're both excellent ipads and um we're going to talk about that next week if you join our session on what to buy if you're going to take the mac course or the ipad course but anyhow the the stenter stage feature is at the very least on those two iPads. And what it does is it strives to keep whomever is speaking in view of the camera, even if they move. So it like tracks your movement and follows you now only within, you know, reason. I mean, you can't leave the room, right? Only, you know, to the extent that the camera can access it, it will do it. But it's amazing that it really works. Um, again, we tried it. We called my mom, my daughter and I were playing with it and she would you know, move out of the picture and she'd bend down and she'd do all kinds of things. And my, my mom could still see her even when that was happening. And then she had me do it. And it, and it was the same thing. I could walk out of you to a point, you know, if I went too far, then you couldn't be seen, but you know, within reason. So this is amazing. And I really like this, you know, I think it was introduced as a visual thing, but I think <laughs> to me, it's, it's a great thing for, for those of us who can't see, because if you're like me, you don't always pay attention to whether or not you're still looking at the camera, right? Most of us, if somebody tells us, there's the camera, look at it, we can do it. But if we're not paying attention, it's so easy to, to get out of focus because that's just not what we're thinking about. We don't see, so it's not something that, that we think about. But this will take care of that for you and allow you to still be 
in the camera view for the other people. So that's center stage, and you can turn that on and off also in control center while you're on a call. Just remember, you have to have one of those iPads that supports center stage. All right. Um, by the way, center stage also works in Zoom, uh, not only FaceTime. I think it may have been added to WebEx, but I can't remember. Uh, but it definitely was added to Zoom and possibly some other third-party apps as well. All right, so now we're going to get to what was really, you know, advertised as sort of the entree of the day here, which was the SharePlay feature. And SharePlay was introduced uh, just a little bit ago in 15.1. And it's amazing how this works. So SharePlay has several components to it, right? SharePlay allows us to share um, music and video content and it also allows us to just simply share our screen and share the audio as well. So when we're going to share music or video, the particular app that we are using has to support Hello. SharePlay. Hello. All right. Okay. The native apps certainly do. Apple Music, Apple TV app. And okay. when I say Apple TV app, that's going to include at least as far as I know, hmm. your purchased okay. content okay. as well okay. as your um, <laughs> Apple TV channels <laughs> and your, um, it, you know, including Apple TV Plus. But I may be wrong about that. I have not done it with TV content. I have done it with music content. And that's the reason I'm hesitating to say for sure whether I'm right about that. Because one of the most important things to understand about sharing music is that both people have to have the subscription to Apple Music. If you don't, you're not going to be able to share. Because that was a question that a lot of people asked, you know, mostly just out of curiosity. Well, how are they legally allowed to do this when there's normally so many tight restrictions on, you know, recorded content and music and copyright? Well, the answer is because both people are required to have an Apple Music subscription. And so that makes me think that maybe we can't just share purchased TV content either. But again, I've not tried it. Um, what I do know is that both apps support it. I have done it in music. And there are third-party apps that support it, like Disney Plus, for example, has said that they are planning to support SharePlay. Maybe they already do. I, again, have not tested it. I would, I do know in that case, then you would both have to have the, the subscription, you know. And there's even a couple apps that are not video apps that are like games that have, have had SharePlay added to them. So how do, you, how do you enable this? Well, it's very simple. Again, you don't have to overthink this. You just, both people or your group of people is going to be already connected on a FaceTime call. And uh, again, you want to make sure everybody has subscribed to whatever. And then you just go in and do it. Like you just swipe up from the bottom to leave the, FaceTime app, go to the music app, pick a song, however you choose to do that, and start playing it. And it's going to ask you, do you want to play this just for yourself or do you want to share play it? And you just say share play and it loads it on everybody's devices. And it is really literally that simple. You can uh, add songs to the up next queue. Everybody can add songs to the up next queue because the controls will be available in the FaceTime interface on everybody's device. Uh, and you can play and pause, and it really, really is that simple. Now, if you find that it's not working, 
such as you get an error message or it's supposed to be playing, says it's playing, but nobody can hear it. Uh, you might need to force quit the FaceTime and music apps and restart your device and then rejoin the call and try it again. I have seen that happen. You know, that was in early release versions. And so that may have already been solved, but we were always able to get it to work. It, um, it works great, actually. And it is incredible because what you hear, since you both have the subscription, it doesn't sound like it's, you know, being played through somebody's phone or something like that. You're actually hearing it for yourself, but it's in sync with everybody who's listening to it. And it just sounds perfect. I mean, it's just like listening to it normally. And so that works with music, with various TV and video apps. And then there is another option as well. And this one does happen within the FaceTime controls. It says share content. Now, share content allows you to find various apps that will work that are not already supporting share play. And what happens, I've done this with YouTube, for example. Um, you simply choose share content and then go to whatever you want to go to, like YouTube. And when you do, hold on a second, folks, I apologize. Um, speakers off here. There we go. So anyway, let's say you want to use YouTube. You, you're in your FaceTime call. You hit share content, and then you just open up YouTube and start playing a video, and it shares with everybody, and it shares the audio, and it's really not only sharing YouTube. It's sharing your screen the entire time. So anywhere you go, anything you do, you know, you go to a website or something, uh, both people can see it. Now, you're not the other person will not hear voiceover, okay? And I believe that's deliberate. You know, Apple has taken really big steps there because you know the average person unless you're doing a voiceover training or something uh, the average person isn't probably going to be too keen on hearing everything that voiceover says so i think that's an intentional move there but the screen is shared and uh and it works great so um you know there really isn't anything else to have to know uh, it, it is really and truly that simple and, uh, it, it just works flawlessly. You know, it's, it's amazing what Apple, Apple's got, I believe the best insight into creating user experience, you know, UI, uh, of any company that I have used their products. Um, I've used, been, especially recently, been using some Google products in addition to Apple products because um, we were entitled to a, a device from our, uh, we have DirecTV Stream, which is a, a streaming TV provider. And I primarily use that with my Apple TV, my iPad, but they also have these devices that you can hook up and we're putting one in our basement and one of the sort of secondary TVs. We also have an Apple TV down there, but putting this on a secondary one and it's got Google Assistant integration. And so I've been playing with Android TV on there a little bit. And, uh, you know, I have a Google Nest Hub. It's not bad, right? I mean, it, it does the job, but you can tell the difference. The ease of use, the simplicity combined with functionality, it's just not the same. Apple just beats everybody where that's concerned. And, and they've done it right. 
and FaceTime, share play, group FaceTime, that's no exception. It all works just just incredibly well. So I think it looks like Cliff had to step out, step away from it, but I think Rita's still here. Rita, what would you like to add about FaceTime and FaceTime features? Um, <clears throat> I think that the, uh, you know, FaceTime is has been very underutilized. You know, the, uh, th- these video conferencing kinds of things were around, such as, um, oh, my God, what was one of the first ones? Um, not Dropbox. I'm, I'm blanking on the Skype. Oh, um, Skype. Skype, yeah. Uh, right. And, you know, and and then when the pandemic hit, you know, Zoom took off and the whole world was using Zoom. And FaceTime has been a feature on these devices for some time. And I think a lot of visually impaired people are underutilizing it. Um, as Matt mentioned, there's two kinds of FaceTime calls. There's FaceTime video and FaceTime audio. And the quality of the call, as Matt mentioned previously, is so much better because I'll call people, <clears throat> sorry, and their landlines are, are their, you know, mobile, you know, it's, it's a bad connection. And so you can, especially if the person is in your contact, now this is, it's really critical to have updated correct information in your contacts app for individuals, for your, your people, you know, so like if you have a friend, um, you know, you want to make sure the label is correct. You know, like Susie's, you know, uh, face, um, you know, her iPhone number, her correct email, so forth. So you can say to Siri, call so-and-so uh, FaceTime audio call. And again, the quality of the call is so much better. <laughs> it's amazing. Um uh, that uh, that I've seen that when you're dealing with individuals. So if people are at home and you're calling them, it really is try it out, you know, and you can make that FaceTime audio call from the FaceTime app or you can go into a previous message conversation that you've had in the messages app and you can go to um, right up above where their name is and it'll say FaceTime. And then you can swipe right and it'll say audio. Okay, so play with this is what I'm suggesting. And in regards to FaceTime video calls, um, especially with the holidays coming up, uh, you know, um, some people are still not gathering, you know, as much as they would be normally. And this is a way to connect with family members and friends wherever they are and uh, to, you know, share, you know, greetings or whatever. And if you make a FaceTime call to them or they make a FaceTime call to you, um, uh, the quality of the video is really good. And if you have, you know, like if... If you're sitting down, say, for example, and you're FaceTiming with someone as a visually impaired person, I strongly suggest that you you take the the phone or the device you're using, the iPad or whatever on FaceTime, and you kind of hold it in front of you at head level or a little below. And then you set the device like I have a 
I have a, a wax candle, a battery operated candle on my table, and I sit the phone on its, you know, um, upright um, in the portrait position against that candle and i sit back a little further and they're able to see me what it, it just it works out really well it's like an arm's length away and so they can kind of get like where i'm not up right up in the camera and um it really does help to connect with people if you use these features and for sighted individuals you know it really is a visual world out there <laughs> and um, they enjoy these kinds of calls and it's a way for you to keep connected with friends and family that you maybe can't get to and you could set up a, a trivia night with them you could set up you know just a, a regular just a a conversation um, or like Matt is saying this share play option now again everyone involved needs to have the media the prescription to the service that you're going to try to share play so if you're going to try to watch a Disney movie together you know with a group of people they all need the person you're connecting with needs to have a subscription to that service you know, Disney's, uh, um, uh, and you do too, so that it's not a copyright infringement. And then, but you share it in real time and then you can react to it, uh, together with each other. So it's, um, I really would encourage you to, to try these features out and, uh, this voice isolation and wide spectrum on the mic is so handy because there's times when you could be on a FaceTime call, either audio or visual, and there's some background noise, you know, a lawnmower is running or a leaf blower or just some something very distracting. And you can um, touch the status bar, open the control center with however you're going to do that, either the, you know, get into that control center, and you'll see where it says mic mode, okay? And you double tap on that, and it gives you three dot options. Um, the uh, wide spectrum, the voice isolation, and what was the other one called? Regular? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just standard, yeah. Standard, standard. And so, for example, if there's a noise that you're experiencing in your environment, um, you hit that voice isolation and it really does cut it out. It works amazingly well. Uh, there's been times when I've been outside on my deck or whatever and you hear a, you know, a siren and I'm on a, a, an important call and I hit that voice isolation, it really cuts that out. And so the people can hear me. Uh, and then again, if you're somewhere and, um, you know, you want people to hear the background, uh, you know, of something that's happening. Other people are talking, um, like, for example, at a, at a dinner, if you're FaceTiming with somebody and you want people at the table to be talking and the people to hear, you could do that wide spectrum where the mic is picking up other people and these other sounds. So it, I would strongly suggest that you give these things a try um these this facetime feature really is 
very nice. It's uh, as usual, Apple, they take a feature and they enhance it. You know, I mean, they're, you know, Skype's been around for a long time, but now, you know, FaceTime is, you know, the, the Cadillac of the video conferencing features. So that's my suggestion. That's my input. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that's it, guys. Let's go to questions because I, I think that's uh, everything we need to share at the moment. So if we can um, maybe remind them how to raise their hands and then we can take some okay. questions. Oh, okay. This is uh... <laughs> Did okay. we catch you off guard? <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Teresa, you can unmute. Come on. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. It's eleven fifty seven AM. Maybe now you can unmute. Oh, Teresa, it says that you can unmute, that you are unmuted. Teresa. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> okay, Teresa, it does say you are unmuted. But I'll try it again. Just a sec. Oh my goodness. Hey. Hello. Hey there. Hey. There you are. Hey. Okay. I didn't have a question though. I didn't raise my hand or anything. Okay. Sorry. No. No, hi, okay. hi, Teresa. Hi. <laughs> hi. hi. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Two zero one. You can unmute. Sorry. <laughs> hi. Hi. This is Lisa. Um, hi there. Did she ever got unmuted? Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I know sometimes I put mute on myself on the phone. I have an iPhone and I'll put it on mute and I unmute with star six and then I don't realize that I also have the mute button on in case they were stuck. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, so with these controls, touch, they come up like uh, they come up when you're, when you're on the call. Hang, hang on just a second. Hang on just um, We've got a little bit of a background. Um, yeah. I wonder if maybe... I wonder if maybe Teresa's still unmuted now because Okay, Di was it Diane? Go ahead. Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Um so 
How, where did these, like, do I have to be on a call and press FaceTime in order for these controls to be up? Because can yes. I get the FaceTime not on a phone call? How, you know, how do I access the FaceTime? Because I only know it from when I call somebody and it says FaceTime. Well, okay, how so do you if do somebody, yeah, if somebody have, calls you, you'll have the same controls if somebody is calling you with FaceTime. Um, so okay, like when you answer, phone, I never know how I, I, I get confused with face. I get, I get FaceTime mixed up with video messenger. You know, I, I get all messed up with, with, with these, uh, these choices. So, okay. Um, so when someone calls you, okay. Yeah. You know, like, you know, somebody calls you and you, it'll say FaceTime call from so-and-so and you slide to answer, you know, kind of thing. Okay, so you do that, right? And you're on yes. this call with this person, right? And yeah. all you have to do is touch up near the status bar. And then it, it'll say, you know, the time or whatever. Yeah. And you slide down your finger to open the control center. Have you ever played with the control center on the phone? Mm, uh, when you say the, that's what I was confused about, the control center. Are you talking about with voiceover on? Like uh, the, uh, not the, you're not talking about the rotor actions on voiceover. You're talking with it no, not on voiceover? No, no. Uh, there's, there's two features on every Apple iOS device called the notification center or the control center. And it's a fast way to get to features. Okay. And to open the control center on your phone, what you do is you touch the status bar to bring focus to that status bar. You know where the time is, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you slide down from the right to where you hear two bleeps. It go bleep, bleep, okay? And it'll say control center. And that's where you can get to airplane mode, media controls. It's a, it's a fast way to get to features. Okay, am I making uh, sense? Okay, uh, it's yeah, a... Yeah. Okay. It's a whole separate feature that's on your iPhone. It's a it's an gotcha. interface that pops up that allows you to get to things like the camera, like the calculator, um, like like if you want to get to airplane mode really quickly. Okay, like say you're on a plane. Okay, and yeah. instead of going to settings and airplane mode. Okay. All you have to do is open the control center and boom, there's the airplane mode. Or if you want to switch Wi-Fi addresses, you, all these features are handy from the control center. So if you uh, Googled, you know, control center, or I, I don't know if you're taking the voiceover class, but we've got some documents up on notification and control center features. Um, so th anyway, there's, there's a, there's a whole set of features here, okay? So when you're on a FaceTime call with someone, you open the control center while the call is on, and then you can get to these controls and you can get to this mic feature with the wide spectrum or the voice isolation, and you just double tap right there. And then, and then you can get voiceover to shut up, you know, where so you can hear the call. Gotcha. Am I making so sense? Only when you're on a FaceTime call, that'll show up. When you're not on FaceTime call, it won't show up because you're not using it. Uh, when you're on, when you're not on a FaceTime call, you cannot activate those mic features. 
you gotcha. can get to the control center, but it's it won't help you on the FaceTime call. You have to have the call happening. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's yep. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't really use that. Um. That control center, but I should use it more. It would be more convenient. So thank you it, for that. Thank you. Extremely for handy. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. No more hands are raised. Wow. Now there's going to be that one now that I said that. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll give everybody a minute and see. Yeah, yeah. But there's not. <laughs> How about that? Um, okay. Wow. You mean we're right actually going to... <laughs> we're gonna finish early that's a miracle <laughs> we might finish early yeah we'll give you another minute, um, guys but um again just, okay we uh, do have a hand raised oh, now okay okay stephanie you can unmute hi rita hi matt how are you hi, stephanie. hi how you doing i um thank you very much for making share play and share content so easy to understand. I think I had worked myself up into believing they were really complicated. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, can you walk through um, a couple things, for example, with regard to share play? Um, and this is my example. If I invite, let's just say a group of 10 of us, uh, in a FaceTime call. So I would have the group invited and people would come in. And I don't mean doing it through the link, but just through um, maybe I, I've set up a, a message, uh, text message group. Sure, sure. You just get sure. it in there somehow. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So I've said, hey, guys, uh, let's let's share some music or something like that. <clears throat> and now everybody's in. And now I'm ready to um, pick a song. And so, I, again, if you don't mind repeating how I would do that, Every, again, everybody's here, all 10 of us are on the call, uh, FaceTime audio. Um, right, right. Yeah. Now, all so, 10, if you're going to share content from a, a DRM-protected source, like um, Apple Music, Okay, mm -hmm. um, then all 10 people will need to be subscribed to Apple Music. Right. Let's say they are just for a simplicity. Right. Seriously? Okay. <laughs> oh, Let's just say they are. Okay. They, right. were gifted, so, they were gifted this by me or something. Yes. So, <laughs> for the moment where so, they took so advantage they, of right. free <laughs> So uh, then basically you just need, you're on that FaceTime call. You just do a... Uh, if if you have controls taking up the full screen, you would swipe up to go home. If they are not taking up the full screen, which in the case of a FaceTime audio, they're probably not. Uh, but it depends because it's a group, so they might be. So you know, you just swipe up. You just get that home screen, okay? Yeah. And then just open the music app. Mm -hmm. And however you want to find the song, if you're searching or if you're using Apple Music Radio or whatever, I mean, that's, you know, totally yeah. up to you. You just double tap on the song. And uh, the first time you do that, it's going to prompt you. It's going to say um, you'll have two choices on the screen. Play with uh, 
play for myself or play with share play. I think it says something like that. Okay. That's what I was trying to get. Yeah, this is while the call is going. Okay? Yeah. Right. So you're, you're on the call, you swipe up to home to your home screen, mm-hmm. you know, and the call still in progress. Okay. Then you open your music app, you find the music and you double tap on it. And then it'll give you those two options play for myself or play for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Something, yeah. Something like that. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. Now say, for example, she's got a song, say she's got a song in her files app. Um, can she hit share content then? If she. Yeah. I, I, I would think that that would work. Yes. I'm not actually, I'm trying to think if I ever tried it with the files app. I don't know that I did, uh, but it worked with YouTube. So I would imagine if you had something in the files app, yes, you'd use share content from within the um, the FaceTime app and then okay. then just go where you want to go and play. Well, yep. But again, the share play is literally the playing of, say, music, the the the, the app that we all subscribe to. Um, Apple yes. Music. Right. right. Yes. Content by by contrast or on the other hand means I can share with my group YouTube videos. Right, or, or anything else. What share content really does is it's sharing your screen and your audio. And voiceover okay. will even tell you, like, you are sharing your screen or, or you know, so-and-so is sharing their You know, it'll actually inform you of that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I would assume it's not going to work for DRM stuff. Uh, right, right, like right. In Zoom, like, even if I share my audio with original sound it'll let you hear everything but if i try to play an apple music song you're not going to hear it neither of us will hear it actually right um because it is drm so i imagine right. you know that that restriction is in place but yeah anything else yes anything yeah. else that's not drm protected right right be shared and so um the other question if i may i don't want to hog any time if if there are other hands up so there's not go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay mm-hmm. all right yeah you're um, good the other question has to do with the controls. So you mentioned earlier, Matt, that when I'm share playing, you know, all 10 of us, again, have Apple Music and we're, we're taking turns sharing. Is it correct that one of the group members can decide to stop the song? Um, and again, I'm doing this for example's sake because it helps me to get it pictured in my head how it works. So let's say you, me, and Rita are on this this um, share play uh, FaceTime audio call, and I'm share playing with you guys. So one of you could say, "Hang on, I'm I'm gonna um, go and um, um, you know answer my doorbell, uh, and I'm gonna stop the music." That there's no host, so anybody can stop the song. Right. right? It, it's it's my recollection. Now it's been a few. <laughs> weeks probably since I've done a share play and sometimes I don't remember the exact steps, but yes, that is my recollection of how it works when I did it with my mom that both of us could, could do that. And, um, the, you could, you know, you could either open the music app and it will show you like the now playing screen basically, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. or, 
I'm trying to think if there was another way to do it from within the FaceTime controls, and I sort of feel like there was. I think in the FaceTime controls, it shows you that the music is playing. Remember, if you ever like want to get back to the FaceTime controls, you double tap on the status bar. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the other thing I would encourage you to do, too, there's a, uh, a couple of documents that Apple has to support articles, and um, they very nicely describe share play and each of these steps and how because one of the really cool things that i didn't actually try but i read in the apple support documentation is what i was saying about how like each person could add to the up next queue yeah, so it's sort of yeah. like a, you know a, a, a shared listening party kind of thing you know and and mm-hmm. so um that was described and and so if you just search like um if you always i always put the words apple support in front of it because then that's gonna okay help the search results you know if you say mm-hmm. apple support share play um okay. you know there's a couple different articles there that that very thoroughly explain that too yeah i i just enjoy the idea of share play i haven't experiment <coughs> with it yet yeah um, it, it's but. so cool i mean it really really is and and you know again it's for me it's not something that i do often but it is really cool when i have done it and and what's funny about it is i said that i tried it with my mom there were so many times over the years where she'll say to me, oh, have you heard this song? Or, you know, mm-hmm. this is what, because they take guitar lessons. It's just, this is the song that, you know, they gave us to play on whatever. Oh, and, cool. and, you know, she'll always forget that up until now that she couldn't use the same device she was talking on, you know, to play the YouTube video or something. She'd have to get the iPad out or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And, and now you can, you know, through the share content feature, um, and, and it is, it's, it's incredible. Well, that brings up another point then when the music is sharing and I'm, I'm just stuck on music for some reason, but, um, when, the, when the music or content, uh, audio content is being shared, if I raise the volume on my, on my device, does it raise it for everybody? I don't believe so. I think it's independently controlled and it also will duck out of the way when someone's talking. talking so it okay. automatically quiets to, you know, a little bit. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, this, this is just, I really appreciate um, you guys again, as I always say, for all you do and your thorough explanations. And, um, and I'm looking forward to practicing with some share play this weekend. Yeah. Awesome. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay, uh oh, like that. Okay. <laughs> now Teresa has her hand raised. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now I did raise it. Um to join the Mac class, it's support at ttj.net. No. No support at ttjtech.net right okay so support T-T- yeah at and then ttjtech dot net okay wait oh mm-hmm. how do i get my voiceover to stop without oh man it keeps talking when you're trying to talk so it's okay. support at tech t-e-c-h no no, sorry. No, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. Okay. Uh, Support. All right, tell me when you're ready. 
Oh man! If you How do it, just shut up. If you Not do it, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> if you do a two finger okay, single go, tap, go now quickly before she okay. starts again. Okay, <laughs> support at ttjtech.net. So support okay. at ttjtech.net. Okay, thank you so much. Yep. Thank you, and thank you for these um, classes. They're um, they're really supportive. They're they're a lot of fun. Yes, yeah. they are that yeah. too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And what she's referring to is um, we're going to be offering a Mac class and some other classes. And so if you're interested in the Mac class, especially in January, send an email to support at ttjtech.net. And that's the at sign. Okay. To support at ttjtech.net and put in the subject. Um, you know, join the Mac class or there's other classes. Uh, Matt's going to be teaching an iPad class in right. the spring. Right. Um, we've had uh, some people subscribing to that one already. And, and what, what we've uh -huh. asked is if you're going to, if you're going to subscribe to both, uh, you want to take both the Mac and the iPad class, please send us a separate email for each class. It just keeps things easier because we have, you know, gotten i don't know how many we've gotten this time around so far but in the voiceover class what did we end up having Rita? it was like 200 280 uh, yeah people yeah. signed up you know so with that many we want to really keep not you know not miss right. anybody or whatever so just send us a separate email for each class you want to subscribe to right no more hands are raised but i do have a quick question go ahead Okay. Is this um, FaceTime similar to like Clubhouse when you're calling people, when they have a stage person calling people up on stage? Is it similar to Clubhouse? No. Okay. Um, oh, God. How do we? Uh, okay. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Sorry. The face, <laughs> that's okay. The FaceTime app is a video and audio conferencing platform. That also allows for sharing of digital rights protected material with other people who have the same subscriptions or content from your own device. Okay. Clubhouse is a social network platform that you have to go through there. Um, you have to have them open. Okay, okay, Clubhouse itself. Mm -hmm. And then there's all these rooms mm -hmm. and right. these myriad of features within Clubhouse itself. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So don't get into Clubhouse right now. I mean, don't get into that topic right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that, that's a whole rabbit warren. Uh, okay. You know, Clubhouse it, is. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Jerry, you can unmute. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, you, you, when you guys say Clubhouse, you know, they have Club Deck too. If you're using Windows, I'm not sure about Mac computer, but uh, Windows, you can uh, go in, you know, go to. Terry Richardson or Terry Richardson MS. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I got to go. Uh, okay. I'm getting a phone call. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay. All right. 
No more hands are raised. Okay. So again, if you're interested in um, with these classes, we usually put up documentation, also uh, some documents like the voiceover class we just finished. Uh, we've got documents on like the notification center and the control center. And there's a whole suite of documents that we've written to support the excellent teaching that Matt has been doing in that voiceover class. And um, so if you're interested in that, you need to send an email to support at ttjtech.net. And in the subject, put in, you know, link to shared documents for voiceover. Okay. Um, if you're interested in that documentation, um, also, I've been taking some of those documents that we wrote up and I've been putting them on the iDevices listserv and the only Apple Talk listserv um, and the TTJ Tech listserv for those advice articles too so i've been kind of covering that so they'll be eventually all be posted there too yeah hey. yep absolutely we do have one hand raised and it's lisa and she has already said something but we still have 10 minutes so oh go ahead yeah yeah lisa you can unmute 201 Oh, it wouldn't let me unmute. That was really strange. Um, <laughs> that was strange. And I kept raising my hand. I was raised my hand and didn't show up. That's strange. Um, huh. But things happen. <laughs> things yes. happen, I know. Um, I wanted to ask um, two things. One is the IMAC class um, in January, correct? Yes. And is that for the new IMAC? Will that be good for the new IMAC or is it just for older IMAC? Uh, it's for, Okay. You, you know, you've got hardware and software, right? Okay. You know, yeah. you're, you're okay. So, um, the, they're going to be teaching on the newest software. Okay. Gotcha. And if your okay. Mac can handle Monterey, right, then that's where mm -hmm. the teaching platform is taking springing from. Okay. So, okay. Okay. um, so if your Mac can handle, um, Matt, now Matt will be discussing, the models that are currently out for hardware for Mac computers, you know, the Mac mini, the 24 inch Mac, the MacBook pro, the Mac, you know, that's kind of stuff. He, th so that's hardware. Um, and, but as long as your software has the newest uh, version for Monterey, that's the platform we're teaching from. Okay. Can I ask you another question then, please? Sure. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so I'm look. I was looking into getting a Mac, and then I was looking into getting the laptop um, because I have some vision, and I thought maybe the laptop might help better because the doctor's recommending three pairs of glasses for three different visions. Because where my vision is is very strange and weird. If I have, you know, if I can see it. Um, so then I, I was thinking of a laptop, but I'm thinking I'm going to be more of a couch potato in a laptop, whereas my iMac, I have to go to my desk, I have to sit in the chair, and it's kind of good. And I had looked at the new iMac, um, and I my currently my Mac is, is, is an old dinosaur. So I, and I would like to take this class with my, with my new, a new one. And I think, um, is there any, 
I, I don't know. I have a Mac now. It's 20, uh, was it the 21 inch? I think it is, you know, whatever the older var- version is 10 years mm-hmm. old. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And I, and do you have any recommendations about staying with the Mac or going to a laptop? Cause, um, are, are you, you going know, to be my- looking at the Mac and using voiceover as your backup or do, are you using voiceover as primary and then looking at the Mac as your backup? What's your primary? I think I, I like to, it depends on an eye day, but I, I like to do my, my vision where I can and use voiceover. And then I constantly turn voiceover on to help me out because I can see like some color and stuff. And I look for a color, you know, I, I look for a pattern, very pattern oriented. If I know what it looks like, I'm usually, I can usually find it. Does that make okay. Sense? Now, you know, you know, the laptops have a smaller screen. Okay, you know, there's 13 inch and well, I was looking at the 17, 16, 16, 16, 16. 16. 16. Okay, and so when you get a smaller window, a smaller thing, okay, if do you blow up the print at all? Do you use Zoom? Okay, then. Okay, here. Okay, now this is just, <laughs> I'm just giving you my opinion, all right? Um, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a low vision person, whenever you blow something up, okay, it, <laughs> you have it, to move it, it around. It, it, correct, okay? You've got so much more, and when you've got a smaller screen to start with, you're going to be at a disadvantage, okay? I was so, Thank you. That's what, yeah, okay. I appreciate that because that's what I was wondering at. I can't, if I move something, I'm lost. If I, you know, if I know where it is, it's okay. But thank you. So that confirms. Now, it, is your vision degenerative? Is it, is it? Yeah. It's glaucoma. Okay. It's advanced glaucoma. It's very bad. Okay. All right. Um, I'm, no, I'm just going out on a limb here. I'm suggesting that you <laughs> that you cross the street here, okay? That you become a voiceover user with vision as your backup, okay? I'm working, um, for, I am working towards that with your help, and I appreciate these calls because you really, really helped me, and I'm going to be sending a, an email to ask for that voiceover stuff. I am working. Thank you. I, I You have no idea what your your, your classes do, what, what this group does for uh, me. Thank you. Good, good. Um, We're glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with Rita. Uh, I agree with Rita a hundred percent because what we find, and it's been repeatedly, I mean, multiple occasions, is that what we find is if if folks are dealing with degenerative vision issues and trying to use the combination of doing it with sight and then doing it with voiceover, that it ends up being harder for them because they're trying to learn two sets of gestures simultaneously and they're trying to see a screen that's that's harder to see for them and and it's just right Rita I mean we've found yep. that yep. In, on repeated occasions yeah so I appreciate it. um if you <laughs> if you if you use voiceover as your primary then you can get away with the 16-inch laptop on your lap, okay? But if you're going to be using your site and transitioning, I would suggest the biggest monitor you can get, 
okay which is going to be the 24 inch or the 26 that'll come out hopefully in april um depending on what they release you know for the new max in april or may whenever they you know spring um, right so, right um <laughs> so it's it really is but for a when you're when you're trying to use your sight and your sight is diminishing okay it's like you're standing on a ladder that's got three legs okay that you could fall all right and so vision is and if you're expending that visual energy to see your screen then you're more tired for other visual tasks okay then and so if blind people totally blind people use voiceover on their Macs okay and if you could learn voiceover then you can right. don't have to strain your sight right. to try to see the screen all righty and we're right at the 330 mark so okay yes okay all right well hopefully that's been helpful to you make sure you do get an m1 mac not an intel mac that's one yes, piece of yes. advice we can definitely mm -hmm. give you folks you can always check us out at www.tttjtech.net and we want to thank you all for joining us today it's been great to be with you we uh we want to say god bless you and uh, have a great weekend and yes. uh, a great week we'll be back next week thank you matt and thank you joe for streaming thank you thanks bye everybody <laughs>